Okay, so the Gemara and Daflam Adal and Medalif, the Mishnah had said, he was talking about a case where you have two brothers being Mikadish, uh, two, two, two men being Mikadish, two women, and then they got swapped by the Chuppah after the Chuppah, and they live with the wrong women. So the, Gemara, the Mishnah said that Yechai is potentially four Kabonas, because Eshes Ish, and if they're brothers, then it's Eshes Ach, and if the girls are sisters, then it's Achay Sisha, and if they're Anida, then it's Nida. So if you remember from yesterday's Daf, we had a whole discussion over the last couple of days of a machloik esetin of Yosi and Rav Shimon about Issachal Alisa. Now, Lamedal and Medal, starting with that. Rav Yosi believes Issachal Alisa under limited circumstances. Rav Shimon doesn't believe in Issachal Alisa at all. If you think about it, these women, to be over four carbonists by living with one woman one time, you need to accept Iser Chalal Iser. You need to accept Iser Moisif, Iser Koil, Iser Bavasachas. You need all these things to happen because when she gets married, she automatically becomes an Eishas Ish. And if the brother's an Eishas Ach at the same time, then she subsequently becomes a Chosisha when you marry the sister. Then she becomes a Nida afterwards. So you have to sort of take all these things. We have not seen one opinion that would accept all of these things at once. We've seen like maybe Vasachas, maybe, but who accepts all of it? So the Gemara says... Who's the one who holds that you could be chayev for all these things at once? Because that's what these women are. So the Gemara says, It's a sheet of Rav Meir. The Tanya, the Brisa says, the, the, This is a, uh, it's a Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us in Shabbos and in Krisos and in Shavuos that you could eat one thing and have to bring five carbonas. What is that one thing? Tomei, you were a Tomei person, that you ate chaylev, so it's non, uh, it's fatsy, you're not allowed to eat. Vuhu noiser, and the chaylev is not just chaylev of an animal, it's chaylev from a carbon that was not burnt on time. So it's carbonus, chaylev, noiser, your Tomei, yom kipper, and it's on yom kipper. Okay, so that's four. And then Rameir adds, Im Shabbos, Rameir says, if, wa- if it's Shabbos also, and then while you're eating it, you're carrying, then you have a fifth. No, because it's just on one piece of meat. So, this, this is also an example of Iser Chal Iser B'Vasachas. Think about it. It starts off as Chalav. Right? When an animal's born, it's Chalav. Then it becomes a carbon, so it becomes nicer. Then you become Tame, which is a subsequent thing. And then on Shabbos and Yom Kippur, which happens with Vasachas, right? Shabbos and Yom Kippur coincide. So the second it becomes Yom Kippur, the second it becomes Shabbos, both those Yisurim fall. And Rameir says, if you're eating in your mouth and you're carrying, you're chayyav for Shabbos also. So that's how you see the one shita holds on everything. Now the Gemara points out, and the, 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 Rameir, uh, the Gemara says, Amruloi enam in Hashem. The Rabbonin at that time disagreed because they said, carrying in the mouth for Shabbos is not, we're trying to talk about the actual achila. The actual, and Shabbos is a subsequent, it's a side point. Fine. But the point is, our Mishnah is authored by Rav Meir. Now, here's the Gemara's Kasha. Again, today's office is very easy. It's not going to take us so long. So, Gemara says like this. This is a Kasha. If you remember, I didn't remember this, but in the end of Shabbos, there's a Machleikas between Rav Yeshua and Rav Eliezer as to what the Halacha is if you're Ta'a Bidvar Mitzvah, which means you're attempting to do a Mitzvah and you make a mistake. Do you have to bring a carbon? That's a Machleikas. Machleikas Rav Yeshua and Rav Eliezer. Right, the the machlegs that they were referring to is if you have two babies, one is supposed to have a bris milah on Shabbos, one is supposed to have a bris milah on Sunday, and you do the wrong one. So it's a of whether it's considered chilul Shabbos. 
Oh yeah, that's right. You told me that. So Shulman of Eliezer, that 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 was last last week's Chassidus here about Rabbi Shulman of Eliezer. That was a good point. That uh, Rabbi Shulman of Eliezer is talbed of our mitzvah, whether it's all a matter of effort or or. Uh, yeah, Rabbi Shulman said it's fine. Rabbi Eliezer said it's not. It actually works well. Um, so the question is, in our Mishnah, you're talking about a man who's trying to live with his wife for the first time, right? It's after the chuppah. So they're trying to do a mitzvah, and they mess up because they live with the wrong woman. And he chayef for carbonus. So this is obviously not like Rabbi Yishua. Right? So the Gemara speaks it out. The Gemara says, Meir Aliba Deman. Who is Rameir following when he says that you're chayef all these carbonus for living with the wrong woman? It can't be Rabbi Yishua because Rabbi Yishua says that if you're attempting to do a mitzvah and you mess up, you're potter. So the Gemara says, Aliba the Yazza. You're right, it's following Rabbi Yazza. Who holds that if you mess up while to do a mitzvah, you have to bring a carbon. Or, Iba Yisem, another answer. Another answer is that it could be that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Yeshua. I, Rabbi Yeshua, holds that if you talk about the mitzvah, you're potter, you don't have to bring a carbon. So the Gemara says, when was he referring to? What was the case of Rabbi Yeshua? You have two babies. One has to have a bris today, one has, have, one has to have a bris tomorrow. So there's time. You're dealing with seconds, right? You've got to have to do it today. Because there's a, a clock, Rabbi Shua says, I understand, you messed up, but there was a clock and you're trying to do a mitzvah, fine. Our case of our Mishnah, you live with the wrong woman, you didn't have to live with her right away. Right? You could have a Kedushin, you could have a Chuppah, live with her in a couple of days. It's not, you could have taken the time to figure out that it's the right woman. Meaning because there's time on your hand, you, you have to bring a carbon, even according to Rabbi Yeshua. And your Yeshua's shita, that your potter, when you're trying to do a mitzvah, is based on the fact that you don't have time. And therefore, because you're pressured due to time, and you mess up, okay, then you have to, then you're potter. But in our Mishnah, where there is no time, you had time, you, time was on your hands, and you just chose to, to, to do the, what you thought was a mitzvah, then even according to Rabbi Yeshua, you're chayv. That's the Gemara says. According to Rabbi Gamliel. Rishua maybe would say after Krishna. So the Gemara says, that's also different. So the Gemara says, I, so you tell me that Rav Yeshua holds that it's only when you're time, when there's time on your hands. Meaning Rav Yeshua holds potter when you're trying to do a mitzvah and you mess up, only when that mitzvah is time. Hare truma deins man bohol, but when it comes to truma, eating truma, there's no time to eat truma, there's no time limit to eat truma. Ditnan, and it says regarding Truma, let's say a Kayin is eating Truma, and he finds out afterwards that he's a Chalol. He finds out afterwards he was not allowed to eat Truma. So he's Tab Dvar Mitzvah. He made a mistake trying to do a Mitzvah. What's the Halacha? Over there, there's no time. When is there a time? It's not like you have to eat Truma. Take, take as much. So you see there, if Yeshua holds that you're Potter, even when there's not time. So the answer is no. We're talking about Okay. So we said, yeah, so we said that our Mishnah, which said that Yechayah four carbonus, and it's all staggered, so it's Isser Koilul, Isser Moisif, Isser Bevasachas, it was authored by Rav Meir. Okay. The Gemara says another answer. It could be that the author of our Mishnah is really Rav Shimon. I, Rav Shimon, doesn't hold of Isser Chalal Isser. The answer is when it's all simultaneous. He does, as we said yesterday, simultaneous, he does. Our Mishnah is where it's all simultaneous. All these Yisurim happen at the same time. How so? So the Gemara says, Iba Yisema, Be'isser Bas Achas, Valibid Rav Shimon. Really, our Mishnah is talking about a case where all these women, again, she's a sister-in-law, Eshesish, sister-in-law, wife of your sister, Nida, all happening at the same time. How so? 
Bishlam in the Kulamashkachas law, I understand the first three cases of how it could be Vasachas, Dishavinu Shliach, Vashavu Inu Shliach. Two brothers appoint one man to be a Shliach to Mekadish. The two sisters appoint a Shliach to accept the Kedushan. So it happens simultaneously. At the same time, she's an Eshes Ish, Achais Ish, Ach, all the same time. The problem is, when, what about Anida? So I thought, just, I don't know, she had Anida the same moment. Rashi says it's unlikely that at the exact same moment she became Anida. So how, uh, so, so how, so how could that, so what's the case? The answer is the cases where the brothers gave Kedushin to women. They were about to turn 13. The girls were about to turn 12. They give the, they give the rings to the women and say, it should be chal, the Kedushin should be chal, when we're all bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. They were all having bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah the same day. They were all born on 1st of Tishrei. The boys were a year older. They were a year younger. So they're about to turn 13. This is Erev Rosh Hashanah. The girls are about to turn 12. They give a ring, say, Harei Mekadash asleep. It'll chal tomorrow morning. And at that moment, the entire night before, the women were in Nida. They were in Nida the whole time. So the moment they become bat mitzvah, it's all happening at once. That's the case. Does that work generally? Like yes. Yeah, yeah. You can make Kaddish al that it should be Chal when you become an adult. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Now the Mishnah said that after you live with these women, with this woman, you have to bring four Karbanas, however many Karbanas, and then you have to separate for three months. Why? Because you're not sure she might be pregnant. The problem is women do not become pregnant for the first time when they become a non-Basula. You don't become pregnant from the first living. Because when the, the first living, you, you break that part of the skin of the, of the body, it makes her no longer a basula. The likelihood of becoming pregnant is, is, very, is, is, is not a concern. So why do you have to separate her for three months if you just lived with her once and she's no longer a basula? So you're not becoming pregnant from that. So the Gemara just says, You don't become pregnant from the first living. The case of our Mishnah is where you lived with her multiple times. That's also true. It's a good point. I don't know why the Gemara assumes that she was a basula. It's also a good point. She doesn't. You don't have to assume she's a basula. Okay. But the case of the Gemara says is that you lived with her multiple times. So here's the kasha, meaning all in one lapse of judgment, you lived with her multiple times. Here's the kasha. If you lived with her multiple times, then you have to bring multiple karbanas. Right? It's multiple biyas. And then you should double the amount of karbanas. So why does the Mishnah say a certain amount? And according to Rechia, it's 16. He had a certain cheshben. It should be 32. So the Gemara says, V'litameich. The Gemara says, I, I'll ask you further. According to Rav Liezer, Rav Liezer sheet is, every time you live with a woman, Be'iser, every act of movement that the man makes is another karma. That's Rav Liezer sheet. It's not just one act. Every, every maisa, every kayach, you have to bring a karma. So according to Rav Liezer, you'd have to bring much more. So why does the Mishnah say, why did Rav Chia say 16? It's, it's much more than that. So what's the answer? The answer is, Rav Chia was referring to the first time. It could be more. So to when the Mishnah said, you have to bring one karbon, ah, you lived with it twice. Okay, one for the first, and then one for the second. The Mishnah wasn't speaking out. The Mishnah was just saying that you have to bring a karbon for the first time you live with it. If you live with it twice, then double. Three times, three times. So the Gemara said, the Gemara said, the Rav Liezer, Okay, fine. Go to the next page. Now, this is just going to be a side shaila. 
By the way, these birds are keeping me up. I don't know what's going on. I've been up since four in the morning. I think it's like mating season for birds. They are they are waking me up at like two thirty in the morning and then at four in the morning. I don't know, like like a flock of birds. I don't know what's going on. I was convinced it was Mashiach the first mo the first time it happened because I and then my mother's like, "Is that a sign of Mashiach?" I'm like, "No," but it just yeah. So the Gemara is Akasha. I'm just, I'm just tired. So I just, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get through the rest of the uh, daf while saying away. The kasha is, we're saying a rule that you don't, a woman doesn't become pregnant for the first time you live with her, that she becomes a non-basula. The problem is Tamar did. The Gemara is going to prove that, right? Tamar had two husbands, Aaron and Ainan. Both of them never actually lived with her in a normal way. So when she lived with Yehuda for the first time, that was the first time she was, no, she was a basula. And she became pregnant from that one time. So you see that is possible. That's the worst kasha. Tamar became pregnant from the first time that she was uh, lived with a man. So the answer is, Tamar broke that part of her skin with her finger, meaning she had become a non-basula physically because she wanted, she knew that if she lives with him once, that there's a chance she won't become pregnant, so she became a non-basula before. And then when she lived with him, she, the body part was already open, and so she was able to become pregnant. Okay. Tamar Shaman. Uh, Rav Yitzchak used to say that any woman who would do that in the house of Rebbe, they would call her Tamar, because that's what Tamar did. So the Gemara is Akasha. Why do you assume that Tamar was a basula when she lived with Yehuda? She had two husbands before. But didn't she have two husbands before? So the answer is, Erva Oynan did not live with her in a natural way. They lived her in a way that she would not, uh, not that part of the body. So therefore she was a basula. Now how do I know this? May say, I have Akasha. Now, right now we're saying that Erva Ainan did not live with her in a natural way. They had a bia with the other part of the body. Uh, you know, it's a, a, a mice and a kia. I'm not going to talk about certain things, but you understand. The kasha is, the brysa seems to indicate that that's not what Erva Ainan did. The, 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 the brysa seems to indicate that what Erva Ainan did was called dosh mebefrim which is that you live in a normal way, but the actual part, the, the, the sperm leaving, that you, you do outside of the body. So the kasha is, what did Erva Ainan do? Did Erva Ainan live in an unnatural way, or did they do Dashim of Nimizarim So the Gemara says, Meisve have a kasha, Kol Esim Yarbachoidish. The Bryce is talking about a woman, uh, how a woman lives with her husband when she's nursing, because the problem is we don't want to become pregnant, because when you're nursing, if you become pregnant, then the, it, the baby might cut off the milk supply. Uh, so, so there's a Shiloh of contraception. We've talked about this a little bit. So the Gemara says, Rebel Yezer says, you do the ma'isa inside, but you zayirim bechutz. That's where Eliezer shita. Amar lehalalu einelam ma'isa erva oinon. The chacham said, no, that's also that's what ma'isa. That's what erva oinon did. So you see, erva oinon didn't live with her unnaturally. They did this. The answer is kamaisa erdan v'oy kamaisa. Now, no, all it means is that it's an aser act, just like erva oinon did. Meaning, what erva oinon did was aser, a different type of act. This is also aser. Both of these acts are not going to lead to pregnancy. But when it says it's like Erva Oynan, it doesn't actually mean like Erva Oynan. Erva Oynan was slightly different. Erva Oynan was unnatural. This is Zari Mephin Daish Bechutz. It just means they're both Aser. It's Kimaisa Erva Oynan, Veloy Kimaisa Erva Oynan. Kimaisa Erva Oynan, it's like Maisa Erva Oynan, Dechsev, Ahaya, Imbal, Eishas, Achiv, Veshichis, Arza. It's like Erva Oynan that they also lived there with, with Tamar in a way that it would not lead to pregnancy. Veloy Kimaisa Erva Oynan, but it's not exactly like Erva Oynan. Dilu Hasim, Shalai Kedarka, Hachi Kedarka. Over there it was Shalai that was unnatural, and over here it's Kedarka. Okay. It's not exactly the same. Now the Gemara just says like this: Erva Oynon were both guilty of doing the same avera. The Gemara just asks, "How do you know that?" 
Bishloima Oynon Dhsiv Baby Shikis Arts. It says by Oynon that she was he was Shikis Arza, which means that he spilled seed. So Oynon definitely did something wrong. How do you know that Er lived with her, Shalekadaka? How, how do you know that? Ela Erminolan, Amrnachmar Yitzhak Dhsiv, a Yomaskam Oise Afhu, Ba Oise Misa Mes. The Pasik says that Er Ois also died like Oynon, which means they both died from the same Aver. That's the Gemara's understanding. Now Bishlaima Oynon Mashum Loy Loy Yazera. Oynon didn't, why did Oynon and Er not live with her in a normal way? So Oynon was doing Yibam. And he didn't want to continue Er's legacy. He didn't want to have children if it wouldn't be connected to him. That's why he did not It's a, a krum zach, but that's why he did it. But why would Er not live with her in a normal way? So the Gemara says, He didn't want her to become pregnant because then she would no longer be as attractive. Okay, fine. Okay. The Pasuk says that if a man and woman live together, not neither, Stam, every time they live together, they're both Tami, they have to go to the mikveh. Right? We don't pass this way anymore, but uh, the men used to go to the mikveh, it was, it was Tfilas Ezra, the women also have to go to the mikveh. So the question is, what type of living does not require you to go to the mikveh? The review that holds a kala, meaning the first time you live with a woman, you don't have to go to the mikveh based on that. It happens to be we're machmer that it becomes a nida, but it, mitzad tashmish, you don't have to require, it does not require the mikveh. No, that requires a mikveh. The only thing it does require a mikveh is if you live with her shalai kadarka. Shalai kadarka is not going to require a mikveh. Unnatural is not going to require a mikveh. So the Gemara says, how do you know this? So, I'm sorry, the, the Gemara says, Amr le, Amr le, so he said, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the first time a Kala lives with her husband, she doesn't have to go to the mikvah. So he said, is, uh, is, is, is Chazal worried about her makeup? That they don't want her to go to the mikvah because it'll ruin her makeup? Like, what's the meaning? Where are you getting this from, basically? That, that you don't have to go to the mikvah. So, Amar he says, Chazal, the point is, they both feel that you only have to go to the mikvah if it's the type of bia that could lead to to children. One holds that exempts the first one; the other one holds that exempts unnatural. But they're both understanding the same mohos. The Gemara says, So what's the machlokus about? So the Gemara says, Rabbanan savri shichvazera prat laharo. The pasuk says shichvazera that when you live with your wife, which prat laharo, which means if you only put in the first part of the aver, that does not require mikvah. And then it says oisa, which excludes shichvazera. Oisa, which shleik kedarka. Oisa, which excludes shleik kedarka. So if you live with her on the first night, you would have to go to the mikvah according to the chacham. Review the darshan's differently. He says no. He says hara. And Shechvazer excludes Hara and Shalekadarka, and Oisa excludes the Kala. Okay, fine. Kiyasa Ravin, this next Gemara, I, I think it's like a Metzias that we just don't have anymore. The Gemara had this Metzias that if a woman gets divorced or becomes a widow for 10 years, if she doesn't want to get remarried for 10 years, she's not going to be able to have children anymore. Like scientifically. Like obviously, it's not a Metzias anymore. Maybe their bodies were different, but they felt that for 10 years of not being with a man, after you were with a man, and no desire to be with a man, uh, loses the ability to have children. Okay, obviously, mitzvahs uh, are different, okay, or whatever. However, you reconcile these type of gemaras. So the gemara says, "Kiyase Rabin Am Rabbi Any woman who became separated from her husband for ten years and then got remarried, so she was divorced or widow for ten years, she won't have children anymore. Meaning, once you live with a man and then ten years no living." And no desire to live, then you won't 
have children. And Rav Nachman says that's only true if she didn't have a desire to get married. But if she had a desire to get remarried, which she couldn't, meaning so the body wanted to get married, then she'll be able to have children. Okay. Rav said to the daughter of Chizda, apparently the daughter of Chizda was widowed for 10 years. And she got remarried and she had children. So they said, you're like, you're making fun of our Gemara, meaning like you're, uh, you're proving the Gemara is not correct. He said. She said, no, I always wanted to get married. Okay, fine. So this woman came to Rav Yosef and she said, I was widowed for 10 years and I had children. So the Gemara is obviously not correct. Uh, he started pressuring her. He said, don't, don't make fun of Chacham, meaning there's something here you're not telling me. She said, I lived with a guy in between. Okay. Amr Shmuel. Um, let's go a little bit weiter. Amr Shmuel. The Kulan Srikhan Lahamtin Shloisha Hadoshim, Chutzmigioris Umishishiris Katana. You know what? Actually, let's stop here if you don't mind. We're going to stop here because this next sugi goes into the next daf. So we'll stop here and we'll pick this up uh, tomorrow. Bezashem. My pleasure. Yeah. Oh, my